What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's bonus podcast, where my desire is to take Sunday's messages just a little bit deeper. As always, we hope that this helps you and that it blesses you. If it does, please be sure to share this message with someone you know. All right, well, we're back with another Sunday Rewind. We're going to talk about yesterday's Father's Day message. I say yesterday, but who knows when you're going to listen back to this. Hey, but before we dive into it, let me just say summer has finally hit San Diego. My boys graduated from school last Thursday and um, or I should say promoted. Rather, nobody actually graduated just yet, but um, they've all promoted And like clockwork, the very next day on that Friday, the sun was finally out. Uh, For anybody that may be wondering, what is Josh talking about with the weather? Well, we've not had very much sun here in the city of San Diego. And so we are excited that the sun is finally out. It also coincides with the start of my kids' summer. And I could not be more excited. But hey, listen, enough about that. Let's talk about the blessed father. So if you've been tracking with us, you know that we have been in a series called The Blessed Life. And um, we began our look at The Blessed Life by unlocking two kingdom principles. And um, as I've said repeatedly, if you don't get principles of the kingdom, nothing about The Blessed Life is going to make sense. The principles of the kingdom, are con- they are contrary. They are countercultural to the principles of this world, particularly Western culture. And so it was important that we reset, that we reframe our expectations. Remember, we are looking at this world through a biblical worldview. The Bible is our document. It, uh, it, it forms our views. And so we have a biblical worldview that we are looking through. And so it's important that we remember and remind ourselves that the biblical worldview will not be in sync with the current cultural worldview. So all that being said, how do you you preach a message about the blessed life and also preach a Father's Day message? Well, I decided to take my friend Pastor Larry Osborne's advice and I just decided to preach to the fathers. It's a bit of a pause from the regularly scheduled programmation at Lighthouse Church North County Sunday services, but I thought it was important to talk to the men. And um, Pastor Larry Osborne said that uh, big days are for nostalgia. He said, don't get overly creative on the Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, Easter. Just preach the nostalgia. Give them what they want to hear. And so that's what I did. I decided I was going to speak to the men unapologetically. Now that I already had in my heart to do. Um, I feel like we don't have enough teaching. We don't have enough preaching uh, towards the men of the church. We got to do a better job there. Um, It's a sad thing when you think about the fact that Father's Day is one of the least attended holidays in all of our Sunday programming. Um, That was definitely the case at North County. Yesterday on Sunday, we saw a dip in um, our attendance. We saw a dip in our children's attendance. And hey, listen, it is what it is. Um, in, in, in the Southern in Southern California, the average person probably attends church once every six weeks. So we know that we're up against um, 
we're, we're, we're just up against a different type of calendar here in sunny SoCal than, than those in the South. If you live in the Bible Belt, man, people are at church every single Sunday. They do not share the same uh, challenge that we share here on the West Coast. It is what it is. Um, so, you know, I expected that we'd be, um, you know, we'd have a slight dip in our Sunday attendance and, and we did. So that being that being said, um, it was a great day. Uh, we, we enjoyed honoring the fathers. And, and so I, I really wanted to lean in on a message to the fathers. Now, this is a little bit outside of my bend. Um, I've said before that there are some there, there are some pastors that preach for formation that that would be me. I like to uh, I like to be an expositor of the text. I, I like to uh, take a text, um, exegete the text, find application of the text. And then there are those that they love these big days. I mean, they are their bend is more towards evangelism. They are thematic. Um, they love topical and um, both styles of preaching are needed in the church. Um, but for those that, that have that bend towards their preaching, they are thematic, topical, evangelistic. They love big days. They absolutely love the big days. For me, it's a little more work. We've got to dig a little bit deeper. But I will say this was not a hard topic for me because um, I have been on my own journey of, of being more deeply formed as a man, uh, to be more deeply formed as a man who follows Jesus. This is something that I've really leaned in on since uh, 2019. And so I was excited. I was excited to dive into our sermon. And uh, that's a little bit of how my prep went. Crazy week, like I said, promotions, camps, plays, a lot was going on. Um, but uh, we, we we prepared and we delivered the message. So let's dive into the message. That's just some of the behind the scenes things that I like to do. As I said, I like to do. I, I like to give you kind of a behind the, the the scenes look at what it takes to construct a message and even the, the craft of preaching. But let's talk about the sermon itself now. Um, we talked about the Blessed Father. That was the name of the sermon. And um, there were four areas that I that I spoke into about what it means to be a blessed father. Number one, a blessed father knows God. A blessed father honors um, he he honors and he serves his family. A blessed father disciples his family, and um, and then the last thing that we said about um, the blessed father is the blessed father never stops growing. So those are the four things that I talked about, that he knows God, that he disciples his family, that he honors his family, that he never stops growing. Now, first off, that is not an exhaustive list. You could probably come up with um, many other things that a blessed father will do. But those are the things that really moved me in my in my preparation. Those are the things I thought that um, if you got these things uh, you're well on your way. And, um, and so I just want to be clear that uh, that was not an exhaustive list, but just the areas that I chose to speak into and really the areas that, that have been the greatest challenge for me, the, the challenge to know God better. For someone who's grown up in church his entire life, um, it, it really wasn't until I started tackling some of the books um, by Rich Velotis and John Mark Comer and it kind of... Um, and even now Tyler Staten, uh, um, they, they really woke me up to the fact that there is more. Let me throw one more in there. 
Mark Batterson. That's another incredible author. But their books really woke me up to um, doing just a little bit more. And um, that those those things have just stayed with me. It's been this journey that I'm on to be more deeply formed into the image of Christ, more deeply formed um, as a follower of Jesus, that I am a, a practitioner in the way of Jesus. Um, they've moved me. And, and so, of course, I had to talk about that. And um, so, men, I want to give you some book recommendations really about um, manhood, fatherhood. So um, get these books if you don't already have them. If you are a part of Lighthouse Church, I hope that you'd have these already because I've been talking about them. But um, The Intentional Father by John Tyson, Play the Man by Mark Batterson. And here's a new one uh, brought to us by our friend, Pastor Manny Arango. The book is called Manhood Restored by Eric Mason. I am in that book now. It is good. At the time of the recording of this podcast, on Monday, June 19th, um, I actually posted some excerpts from that book, Manhood Restored, and immediately got some feedback. People were like, what book are you, what book are you quoting here? And this is good. I like this. And so, man, grab that book. It's a great one. I'm, I'm only a few chapters in, but I like it. It's really, really good stuff. And then, of course, as I just said a minute ago, um, you know, pick up books by Rich Velotis, The Deeply Formed Life. Amazing book. Um, John Mark Comer wrote a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Incredible book. Um, John Tyson wrote a book called The Beautiful Resistance. An incredible book. All those books are going to help you um, on the subject of formation. They're going to help you into... Um, really unlocking the identity that God wants you to have. And, and for those of you that are diving into practicing the ways of Jesus, books that are, are great, dive into those books. Now, when it comes to, um, you know, intentionally discipling your children, I would say The Intentional Father is an incredible book on that. And I shared with the room, once again, the journey that I have been on with my son, Jaden. So I'll share a little bit um, for those of the listeners that may not have had a chance to hear it, but um, when my son turned 13, we initiated him into the journey of going from a boy to a man. Um, you know, as a, as, a, as a young man transitions from a boy to a man, I would just say that the, the number one thing that happens is he begins to take on responsibility. Responsibilities that boys don't have, he begins to take on as a man. And I would say the same is true of women um, as as a woman transitions from a girl to now a woman, uh, she will also take on responsibilities that she didn't have as long as she was a child. Um, so when it comes to discipling, I've just been sharing with the church this journey that I've been on with my son, Jaden. Um, he wakes up with me once a week, early in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. I get up at 5, he'll get up at 5.30, wake him up, we'll pray together. We will read the Bible together and, and we do that aloud. You know, we'll read about five, six chapters aloud together. He'll read one, I read one. We'll have a conversation about it. And then at that point, we'll either talk about what's going on in life. Uh, we'll talk about, um, uh, we may watch a podcast together and talk about what we watch together. I have him reading books right now. I, I wanted to get him started um, kind of at the, an easier point of entry. So I have him reading the Chronicles of Narnia books by C.S. Lewis, but I've got, I've got a list of books that I wanted to dive into, may share those in, in, the, in the passing of time, but 
Um, we read books together and um, we'll do this one day a week until he turns 14 and then we'll add a second day. When he turns 15, we'll add a third day until the time that he turns 18 and we will be gathering. Uh, he'll be waking up with me five days a week. I'm not saying every day of the week um, we will do that sort of intentional conversation. Um, it might just be more that he's waking up with me and in our own um, in our own individual ways have devotion. I'm not sure I'll... I'll, I'll I'll share that when the time comes, but um, right for now, that's a very intentional hour that I have with him. As we get older, um, I want to just continue to add more days to his devotion. And and my goal is that by the time he's 18, he will have developed the rhythm of every single day getting up and having devotion, quiet time with um, with God. And I think that is going to help him. And so that's the way that I'm discipling my child, obviously. More is caught than taught in discipleship. And so... Um, that's something that I just, you know, I'm just trying to do all the time and being mindful of the fact that my children are watching me. Uh, we talked about, uh, honoring and serving your, your spouse. I, 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 you know, opened up about, um, the time that I lived with my grandmother and how she's old school. So, uh, my, my wife had to do a lot more when we lived with my grandmother for a couple of months than when we did when we were back on our own again. My grandmother's old school. Uh, men didn't cook in the kitchen. Men didn't clean the kitchen. That was a woman's job. And so for two, uh, for that period of time, my wife did the cooking and the cleaning alongside my grandma. Of course, I'd come home from, from work and my grandma would have an incredible Mexican home-cooked meal waiting for me. So just <laughs> it was memories uh, about what it was like for my wife to have to kind of up her game, if you will, so to speak, in serving me. But it was just a different time. And and now what does it look like to serve one another? We talked about that. And, um, you know, I, I shared a moment. And, and let me just tell you that some of the audience reaction when I talked about serving your family, it kind of caught me off guard, uh, more so in the second service than the first service. But in the second service, I started talking about how some of these moments to serve our our family are fleeting. They're here now, but they will be gone tomorrow. And I started saying things and painting mental pictures that, you know, no one's going to warn you that one day your son's going to ask you to carry him to his room and, and no one will warn you, but that'll be the last time that you're ever asked to do that. And I just began to see some of the ladies in the church start to cry, and I, I didn't expect that, but they were uh, they were really being, uh, I think, touched by the words. And so that is something that I've reminded myself of whenever my kids are asking me to do something that, you know, is beyond my desire in that moment. I think, you know, I've only got a window of opportunity to serve them in this way, so let me go on ahead and do that, lest I look back with regret for not having done more of that as a father. And so we shared about that. And then of course, I just challenged men to never stop growing. That that goes back to some of the things I said just a minute ago. Never stop reading, never stop growing, never stop uh, becoming a better husband, a better father, um, a, a better whatever your vocation is. Men, we got to continue growing. We got to continue developing. God is not done with us. And we owe it to ourselves to be on this journey and that we never stop learning. Um, one of the truths is, is that just because we stop learning doesn't mean this world stops changing. It's going to change with or without us. And we can either learn and adapt with it or we will real quickly start to realize that this world has left us behind. Um, right now, and in, in, in the stage that I am in, and conversations I have with my wife, we hope, you know, I hope to to never, ever 
lose my desire to continue to grow, my desire to continue to learn, my desire to learn um, technology, keep up with current events, keep up with what's happening, always reading, always challenging my mind. Um, I'm in the thick of it now, and, and really, I I can't imagine this ever stopping, but um, you know, it does for a lot of men. It does where they get to this point where they just stop, you know, they choose to stop learning. And I just never want to get there. I, I just never want to get to this place where I stop learning and I stop growing. So my desire is that I always learn and that I always grow. Again, I shared this to the men on Sunday as well. Well, listen, that was our sermon. I, 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 I really hope that it blessed everybody. And, um, you know, I'm excited to go back into this series. We're going to keep it going for the next uh, two weeks. Actually, I'm pivoting. I'm adding one more week to the Blessed Life series. I was going to wrap this up with the last Sunday in June, but I feel like I still have so much more to talk about. And so we're going to we're going to extend it into the 4th of July weekend. I'm excited about that. And I hope that uh, you guys have been enjoying this sermon series. But here's what I love for you to do. Um, I'd really love for you to just communicate with us, talk back to us and let us know what questions you have. I'll talk more about that in the in the outro, but I just thought, you know, now here while I have you listening that I could let you know that I really do want to hear from you. I'm enjoying these opportunities to rewind on Sunday, to dive just a little bit deeper. And um, today was a resource day, and I hope that these resources bless you. But um, all throughout the Bible, you can do studies of fathers and and their relationships uh, to their sons. I think the Bible does an incredible job of of, of showing us men who succeeded and men who failed. We, and, and oftentimes it's the same person. Um, the Bible will, will show us um, high points and low points in the life of fathers, males. And so it, 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 it behooves us dads to dive into that. It behooves us dads to, to study that and to continue shaping ourselves and growing to be uh, the best father that we can be, the best husband that we can be for our children and for our wives. So keep digging, keep searching, and always go just a little bit deeper. Well, hey, listen, that's all that I have for you today. I hope that this has been helpful and that it has taken you just a little bit deeper. As always, we want to hear from you. Send us comments, questions, and feedback to info at lighthousechurchnc.org. Family, until next time, you take care.